G'day, Dave Kearsy here. Over the next few months, I'll be doing a series of interviews called To The Left Interviews. Um, they're called To The Left because anyone who knows me knows that if you're standing on the right side of me, I can't hear a bloody thing you're saying. So all my interviews are hosted to my left. Um, I'll be interviewing a lot of the Vikings, Hastings Valley Vikings, players, staff, legends of the club, having some very raw conversations just to get to know their backstories and their highs and lows with the club uh, and their stories on and off the field. So I really hope you enjoy it. I hope you listen listen in. I'll be interviewing a lot of the key players of the club and a lot of the key characters of the club as well. Just a heads up warning, there might be a bit of swearing, um, so probably not for the kiddies, but for the rest of you out there, I really hope you enjoy. To the left. Okay, so the third instalment of To the Left um, goes to a bloke that everyone should know in the club, um, and just as a general good bloke around Port Macquarie and sportsman, Mr. Gil Hopley. Gil's a, a legend of the club. Um, you know, he did did something in 2010, winning that premiership that hadn't been done in the club's history, so that's a very special thing, and um, I was really, really looking forward to this interview. Just quickly as well, I got to start and get a bit of feedback from these to the left episodes, and mate, it's really great. So I, I sort of started doing it, hoping that you know ten or fifteen blokes would get a laugh once a week. But um, a lot of blokes are coming up to me saying that they are enjoying it. So happy days! It's it's pretty raw, unedited, just chats with the boys, and um, a, a bit of a hidden bonus as well is people are starting to come up and talk to me on my left. <laughs> so they're realising that they really do have to speak to me to my left. Um, so that's a bit of a hidden bonus in my world. Makes a big difference. So I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. So without further ado, I really hope you enjoy this one um, with my man, Gil Hopley, to the left. Gilly, how are you, mate? Good, Deeks. Thanks for the call up, mate. Yeah, man. Um, had, a, had a few beers with you on the weekend at Tunny for a Tinny um, fundraiser, and people were asking for you. And I thought, oh, man, man of the people, I'll give them what they want. Mate, they must be easily pleased. Oh, <laughs> uh, mate, that's. I was. Um, I was talking to him, mate. You're, you know, a lot of this is based around the Vikings, and um, you know, all that sort of stuff. So people get to know, you, but. In the Vikings terms, you're Vikings royalty, first ever first grade premiership winning captain. That's oh. um pretty special, mate. How's that sit with you? Oh mate, like it's gotta be my number one like sporting achievements. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Like just to move over to Port Macquarie from Burke and Yeah. Like that was my first full season with the boys too. So, yeah, yeah. Like David Keyes was the, the coach and he asked yeah. me to be captain, which I was uh, I was pretty happy with that, like yeah. especially a new guy coming to the club. But yeah, we just had some good players around us, like Tunny. He had a tons back when he was fit. He was good. <laughs> mate, he's fit as I saw it. See one yeah. singing on a microphone on Saturday night. Oh, oh mate, we had Adzi. He was driving across from Armadale. Yeah, and, yeah, and playing for us, and yeah, yeah, had some so, good fellas about. So just before we get into that, mate, you're like, there's no doubt that that in itself. No matter what you do after that, 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 after that season, you're a legend of the club. First ever, first grade premiership win captain. Um, I know the one from Inverell. He was a, he was a real good player. <laughs> but uh, like, that's that's something that, that can't be taken away from you. It's something like 
that I did in Inverell, and it's very, very special to me. And mate, you should be should be very proud of that as well. Oh, definitely. Am. Um, just before we get into that, mate, I want to talk. You know, you're a bush boy from out of Burke, mate. I've been to Burke, oh, I think twice when I was a little kid, just with mum and dad, um, mate. Not much there. Yeah. yeah. No, as well, back when I was still there, there's probably probably I don't know three three and a half thousand people. Oh yeah. But not like, due to the drought and the way that farming is just progressing, like there's more and more people just moving away because like the lifestyle's not oh, there man. for them anymore. Yeah, so, it's a shame, isn't it? It like is, a, definitely. And I, I quite like little towns like that, they're to me they're the proper Australia. You know, you get it you get out and you walk into any pub and there'll be someone there say, Go, mate, there you go and have a yarn and Yeah, I, I definitely find that country people are very very genuine. Yeah, but Port's got a big element of that as well. Oh, for sure. It's it's not city fired like Newcastle or yeah, Wollongong. So what did you do out of Burke, mate? How was it? So you grew up your whole young, yeah, younger mate. days out there? I, I did. I'd say Dad, he's still out there now and yeah. the rest of my family. But yeah. Um, so as a kid, like, you just – there was no footy. So there was no yeah, junior you're footy. Yeah, you were saying. You had to go all the way to Cobar or something? Yeah, so it? if you wanted to play footy, like rugby league, you had to go to Cobar. Yeah, and, how far um, is that? That was 160 k's one way. Fuck yeah, right. So that's, that's it's, a it's a fair drive for training. How'd you do training? Um, when I was playing juniors, I, di- I didn't train. I just did my own stuff. Yeah. And when I, the following year playing first grade, I'd drive over Thursday after work, mm-hmm. make it right on six o'clock, yeah. start training, and then finish training, and drive back for work on Friday. So. Jeez. And um, out there, like as a kid, I sort of picture the. the the other blokes I know from Burke, you know, they and this is not a Burke thing. I love the blokes, but but they're a bit of bluers, you know. These it's just pretty pretty wild shade. Was there a young? I know you got the nickname Cranky, but oh. back in Burke, you throw a few. No, yeah. I tried to avoid it, mate. Bloody talking way out of it. But, yeah, me too. I'm fucking um, hopeless. There was plenty of fights in the pubs and that. Yeah, but you just try and be a yeah. bystander. But bottom line, and I, and I I believe it. It's in most sort of country towns and. Pretty much a rule of life. Good blokes are good blokes anyway. That's um, it. Whether you're sitting in a pub at Burke or you're sitting here in Port, if you're if you're a good bloke, you're a good bloke. Yeah, um, it's pretty it. pretty straightforward. But you can get any in any mischief, mate, with your mates. Oh, never too bad. I was I was straighty one eighty, mate. Why are you smiling? That's fucking bullshit. Nah, nah it's one hundred percent true. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like a small town, everyone just knew what you were doing. Like yeah, as yeah. soon as you'd done it, your mum and dad knew before yeah. you got home. So. Yeah. I'd be out on the piss. You might do something stupid. Yeah. Come home and, hey, mum, yeah. you're going to hear about this tomorrow. So I'll tell you now. Yeah. And so she was on the front foot when she'd go down the street and someone just busting their balls to tell them yeah, what right. the baby boy's done. Same. So I know, she can I'm just like, come back and say, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah. And that was that was pre-social media. Now that's yeah. the norm everywhere that you do something, you make a bit of a buddy wank out of yourself and everyone Everyone knows about it by the next day, yeah, but definitely. pre-social media in those towns, it just gets around quickly and certainly everyone just slaps you on the back of the head and says, you fucking idiot, wake up yourself. <laughs> um, no, nah, very cool. And, mate, you you had a good sort of upbringing out there with the family? I did, mate. I was very lucky. Like, my mum and dad, they just did everything for us, you yeah. know. Like, they were both working all the time. So, like, it was just well, – we didn't have a heap growing up, but we didn't miss out either. Yeah, spot on. So – no, very lucky in that regard, mate. Yeah, cool, mate. And then, so you played played a bit of footy out there, Cobar. Um, what, what what was the decision to come to Port? Um, well, Mel, my wife, she 
went out to Burke teaching and um, caught up with me. And she was only Alison Mills from Port from Taree. Oh, from Taree, of course she is. Yeah, yeah. So then she was only going to stay out there a term, but ended up staying nine years. Wow. And then she said, oh, I just want to go back to the coast, get close to mum and dad. And we thought, oh, Port's a pretty good spot. Yeah. So we thought, oh, yeah, we'll give it a go. And I emailed the two rugby clubs that were in town. Yeah. And um, the Vikings, the only ones who got back to me. So yeah. they were stuck with me. Poor yeah, bastards. there you go. There's a sliding doors moment. Definitely. So Mel went out there for work and just got swept off her feet by this silver hair. Oh, you have silver hair back no, then? No. Believe it or not, actually had dark hair. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Oh, um, and then yeah, just got wrapped up in a, in a charming gill and stayed That's out it, there, mate. Seen, mate, it's a, seen the smile. It's a bit eerie. We won't talk about me too much, but my Mel come over from Tenworth in Brill, met, and I was silver haired then. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same scenario, mate. Yeah. That's um, all worked well. Yeah, yeah. And you come over here, um, doing the, were you le- your electrician out? No, out so at, at Burke, um, I work with the council, the Shire oh, yeah. Council. So I just yep. did a bit of. Um, maintenance grading and sort of stuff on the dirt roads out there. Yeah, nice. And yeah, I didn't know anyone wanted to come to town. Yeah. And um, just tried to get a job on the highway construction and I snagged a job out there. Because that was all happening around that time. Wasn't yeah, it? It from Coopernook to Herons Creek, it was yeah. pretty full on. So yeah, got to start out there and that's why I couldn't really play footy for the first two years I was here. Oh, yeah. So that was 2008, 2009. But then 2010, I got a job with Essential Energy Yeah, as an apprentice liney and, yeah, got to play footy. So that was good. Yeah. So how just, mate, just of my whole life when, I, when I've moved or when I've changed locations, you know, you fucking play footy and you make yeah. 20 mates overnight. Yeah. For those two years you're over here first, did, did you find it hard? Like I've always wondered then... I talk about it with Woodsy and, and a few other blokes that have kind of lived the rugby life as well, and just don't know how you make mates without footy. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, people do, obviously, but well, I was lucky that I had an in. So when I sent those two emails before we moved over, yeah. like, the Vikings got back to me, and we travelled over to look at a house, and yeah. it was like all the boys were playing cricket together, like Barnsley, oh, and yeah. the fellas, and they met us down at sets, and and Hilly come <laughs> down too, and but everyone I talk to, they say, yeah, when we went for a beer, and then. Like it always starts with going for a beer. Yeah. yeah, so we went to sets and there was like seven or eight of the current like footy players come yeah. and met us and yeah, I sold from that day forward. Yeah, yeah. So that when you say that email, just out of curiosity, like what did you, was it just an email inquiring about the club or did you did you say, Hi, I'm Gil, I'm an awesome player? Yeah, I had to give myself raps, mate, but seventy two kilos. <laughs> silver silver fox. Slowly going grey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a a bit of a heads up saying that we're looking at moving over and I'm yeah, keen to meet people and play footy. And yeah, um, yeah. I can't remember if I put a good word about myself in there or not. But yeah. So now this is this is a year, and, I, and this is why I've been looking forward to, to chatting to you. You know, we're, I talk to you all the time, but I've never really dug deep. 2010, as, as a year for the Vikings, was the year. Like that's the first ever first grade premiership and it doesn't get any bigger than that. And mate, you're the spear the head of that spear. You know, you're the you're the captain of the side. Uh, I know you've said to me it's the players around me. Um, but you know, there's a lot of things that go into a premiership and especially uh, the first one ever. And to be the captain, you know, you you've got to speak to the players, they've got to want to play for you, all that sort of stuff. You know, I I, I live and breathe that sort of thing. So you know tell me about the side that year and the journey to get to to that premiership. Well, it was a bit of a funny one. Our first game, we played Pirates at Stewart's Park, and they just whooped us. 
Oh, yeah, I reckon I've heard that. they would have put like 40 points on us and boys were just behind the try line. Everyone's blowing up, worrying about niggles. And I thought, fuck, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> Holy fuck. I'm not used to losing. Well, it was my first game. Same thing. Pirates uh, as well. Coming from Burke, like, I was lucky to be in a team where we were just always successful. Yeah. And then I come over here and we lost. And I think, fuck, I'm not used to that. Yeah. But then, like, I don't know, just the boys were motivated just during the season. We got better and better. Yeah. And um, we didn't beat the Pirates all year until it really counted was the yeah. grand final. Yeah, so, yeah. That was – That yeah. makes it even more special, doesn't oh, it? Oh, definitely. Because no one gave us a hope. They're just calling us the, the poor cousins, you know, yeah. cross-town rivals. Just and mate, yeah, I, so special. I believe I believe with the grand final, and I've been in, been luck blessed enough to be in a lot, it goes to the team that fucking wants it, you know. We we, we get, you know, and and to, and that believes in themselves. So you get you get teams, and for you to be to be like you said, be beaten all year, you know, everyone in that in that whole team, whether they come off the bench or not, has to be thinking, "Fuck me, we're going to win this," you know. Or, I'm going to come off. We're not going to lose this today. We're not going to, and I believe that's got to be cemented into everyone's mind. And if you've been losing all year, that's fucking awesome that you did that. Like the, the players come on and just gave it everything, and to. You know, did I can just imagine what like the talks, and this is where I, I I get a bit carried away. The talks before the game, you know, you stand there with the boys. Would have been under the tree, was it? Um, so Stewart's Park. Oh, we, Stewart's Park. Yeah, yeah, we went over on the the Western Hill, and we just met up over there and yeah. had a bit of a chat. And I made a, a point just to go around and see all the individual players and tell them what I expected from them. Yeah. During during the game and what I wanted them to try and achieve and just try and do their role and. Don't worry about what he's doing. Just like this is your lane, like stay in yeah. it, sort of thing. Yeah. And um, I was just lucky to be, have such a good squad that we're all on the same page. We all wanted to win yeah. more than what they did. Did you um? I, I know things have changed now. There's a bit of pro call, but did you have like a dinner and a chat the night before, or or anything like that in the week build up to it? No, like because I was working with the Central Energy, I was away at Tech. Oh, so, right. yeah, I never got back until like the Friday afternoon. And yeah. I think we might have done a bit of a ball work session that Friday evening. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was that was about it, mate. But, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know about those. Like, we've, I've done it. We did a few times with Caves. And I did a few back home. You know, the, the chats where you'd have a dinner together and then you'd, we did one where you sort of go around the room and, and talk about, um, you know, what it means to you and all that sort of stuff. And, and sometimes oh, they're good and they're, I mean, a few boys get emotional. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a fucking, Little silk, I get. Yeah. I start silking and carrying on. Um, but I love, I love seeing that sort of commitment from players. And I don't know where else you get that in life. Yeah. Like I, I've never found somewhere, and I've got great mates, really good mates, and really good family. I just never to look around a room full of blokes who none of them are getting paid. They're all got their individual lives and wives and kids and, and jobs and yep. problems and all that sort of stuff. And yet they're all sitting in a group of blokes in the exact same boat going, fuck, mate, I'm going to do this for you. Yeah, I think maybe the week prior we might have caught up and went to Keezy's place and oh, yeah. he had a, a, a replay of one of our previous games against yeah. the Pirates. So we're all watching that and just trying to yeah. pick, pick from it, I suppose, and would have been just a bit of banter. Like, imagine yeah, us sitting yeah. around watching that of a yeah. Thursday afternoon. Yeah, and, mate, it's a, like I, I know I'm sort of stuck on this grand final, but this is a, one of the main reasons I wanted to have a chat to you because you, like I said, at being the captain to me is the and the coach obviously, but the captain's the head of the spear at that time. Um, tell us about when it's done. You know, when it's done and dusted, all that goes into it, who to goes, you fucking won it. 
Mate, like, my fondest memory, I reckon, is uh, when the hooter went, like everyone were just out on their feet. Yeah. And like, I'm not celebrating yet, but I'm just looking around me, just seeing like the joy on the boys' faces because a lot of them had never played in a grand final, let alone win one. Yeah. And just to see that the way they were carrying on, then look across to our Western Hill and you just see the whole sea of yeah, just Viking supporters just going mad and running on storm on the field. Yeah. It was just like the best ever. Mate, isn't that the magic? I'm so that's goosebumps the, talking about it. That's the, that's the fucking magic, mate. That's and I, I like it, same sort of thing because you you don't realise and a lot of people don't realise it's not just you that won the green final. You look at what it means to the wives and the you know the wives that are there for years and years. That's it. Putting up with the late bus trips and the fucking trainings on Tuesday and, and just the hard times because when they're yeah. not losing or not winning. And just getting flogged every week, yeah. uh, it would have been just hard to keep turning up, turning up. Yeah, but they just persisted, and and, and you know, you know what is a big special part of that magic? The ex players. Yep. Now the ones that have bled in the jersey before, the ones 100%. the ones that have paved the way, and and they do, mate. Every time you you play for a club, it's it's so important to respect the history of the club. Definitely. Um, and mate, you've you've cemented your name in that history. <laughs> I have in a little way with a couple of premierships afterwards, <laughs> but. But nothing special. Uh, oh, you, you know, haven't etched it into the back of a probably, shield, have you? Probably the oh, the the best one-eared deaf player. <laughs> That's a bit of fucking it. Um, it's still carrying the flag on a few yeah. vendors, mate. That's um, good. But yeah, mate. That's you know that that when that that hooter went, and I, I've seen I think I've seen a few photos of it, and you can see the crowd, and and I still recognise them. You know, they're still old blokes yeah. that I see on the side of the field today. So that means as much to them as it does to anyone. And, yeah, for sure. And, mate, you, you're there. You're in that. And just I, just lucky, mate. Just yeah, lucky. Fucking lucky. I, I, I say that all the time because I, like the, the comps that I've won, it's the blokes that are around you 100%. Yeah. But you're a part of that. You're, you're, you are a crucial cog in that wheel, and that goes right down to the strapper, the, everyone who contributes to it. And I, I think it, it takes all that all, a mindset from everyone involved. Oh, a big part that. of the piece of the puzzle is Mark Hill. Because yeah. I reckon Hilly, he would have been nearly the only person on, on the committee. He was just doing every single role. And like, yeah, I don't know how wow. the club kept going. That's it. I, like, I know I've dug into that sort of behind the scenesy stuff. And yeah. I tip me, like, that says to me that it wouldn't happen if it wasn't for him. Yeah. And another thing with Hilly, um, his brother in law, Barney, he, he lived out at Gilgandra. And um, I knew Barney through rugby. So yeah. that was another part of the. Yeah, piece of the right. puzzle by how I got tied up with the Vikings too. Like, yeah, I actually wouldn't mind getting Hilly in for a bit of a chat himself. No, he'd be good. I've, I've known him sort of on and off since I got here, and he's a bloody good bastard. Yeah, but yeah, to hear that sort of stuff, like he's contributed to that that milestone in the club's history. Yeah, he's a tremendous man. Fucking awesome. Fucking hell, pump now. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to training. Mate. Yeah, yeah, but it's good, and this is why we do these chats. It's good for the boys. Like I, it's stuff like this I didn't know, and I like. Yep. I like, this is why I do this. So I, I learned myself, but then I thought, fuck it, everyone else probably wants to hear as well. And it just, you hear something about someone and you, when you see him at game day or having a beer or whatever, you think, oh, that's like there. Yep. So just look out for the big, handsome, gray haired fellow. <laughs> <laughs> first ever bloody first grade captain. Um, any, have you got any rituals, traditions before the game? Any little. No, mate, I'm not superstitious at all. Um, yeah, just. Turn up and play. Just yeah. try and prepare best you can, and worry yeah. about what job you've got to do, really. And yeah, don't, yeah. don't overthink it. It's yep. only footy. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. mate, I, I say that, and anyone who's played with me knows that I always say, just fucking enjoy it, eh? Yeah. Well, that's I, a big part. I don't know how many times I've, I've played in a team and, you know, you, you know you're coming up against a team that, you know, you're in for a tough day. You know, we used to play some teams out west and we'd, they'd, and this is back in my early days, they'd put 80 on us. Yeah. But I'd turn around the boys and go, let's fucking give it to these pricks. Eh? Yeah, definitely. And, then, right. and you love that, eh? You love it when they just nod, at, nod back at you. You know it's on, but I suppose I get the nickname Cranky, but it's just yeah, yeah. The, the desi- desire to win, yeah, and like I'm not out there to fuck around. I'm here to play footy and yep. do it best of my ability. And if someone's yep. head's not on, I'm, they might cop a little spray. But yeah, yeah. I, is that why you got Cranky for your own, your own players, or a few uh, yellow cards? Or oh, I haven't got too many yellows. Yeah, um, but I think yeah, just maybe a little bit of aggressive yeah rocking and that sort of you, stuff but. i think you've got to have when you're playing sort of our positions and that you've got to be you've got to have that bit of oh, i don't know if the word mongrel you've got to have something in you yeah you've got to you go into those those clean outs and you play against some seasoned players um you know you get these farmers that are out west that they'll you know they do these little dark arts on you and you it's a personality trait where you get up and give it back to them yeah so you've got to have that in you. If you don't, you go to water and then they pick and drive and you don't you don't throw yourself in. So well, um Yeah, you wouldn't believe it, but I started off as a halfback with the worst passing game yeah. that you've ever seen. <laughs> as I got How's your left to right? Just a big float up and down. Ask Westy about that one, mate. <laughs> Hospital passes goal. I'd pass it and just apologize as soon as it left the hand. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry. Yeah, I'm the same. I just fucking can't pass it that no. way, eh? Why do I can't pass it anyway? <laughs> Pick and go. Yeah, yeah, pick and go. That's all day. Um, have you got any bad moments? You know, you, you know, if you, have you lost any big oh. games that you thought you were going to win? Yeah, mate. Well, back in Burke, it was my last two seasons before we left for the coast. Um, yeah. I was lucky enough to be the captain of the first grade out there too. And um, two years in a row, we fucking lost. And we had a penalty from in front, 40 metres out. The same guy had the shot at goal. Yeah. And he missed it like two years in a row. We lost by one point oh, both years. Fuck on the bell. That's so, gut wrenching. Oh, he still cops a pizzling. Yeah. <laughs> Call him Ray Finkel. <laughs> <laughs> laced us out. Yeah, laced us out. Oh, what's that? What are you? Pet detective. <laughs> poor, poor old Strawny. Yeah, so you were captain out there as well. Yeah, before I moved away. So. See, mate, that's, um, yeah, that says a lot about you. I mean, to, to me, you don't get chosen as captain, and I've, I've coached. I've, I know what sort of traits you need. Yeah. Um, so you're a bloke that people would follow. And well, that's why, mate, I'm sort of spewing I haven't been on the field properly with you. I'd love to get out there because I'd follow you, mate. I'd get up ripping into Mind you, I'm really old school. Whatever coach and captain says, it's fucking on. Yeah. You know, that's, that's scripture to me when you're on the field. If I'm on the field and Hamish says, this has to be done, you fucking get it done. Yeah, there's no grey area. That's it. Um, so yeah, I always follow the captain, coach. Yeah. So I wasn't ever the like the outstanding player on the field or whatever, but I just try and do everything to the best of my ability. Yeah, and I just try and lead from yeah. the front, really. Yeah, so spot on. Just try and get the boys going forward. Yep. Um, okay, so, so we were one of those blokes. You know, I spoke to um, Barnsley a little bit about the halftime speeches. Yep. Have you got any memorable, not only ones that are your own, ones that you've heard? Um, well, if you talk to Truddy about this one, he'll talk about the oh, yeah. grand final day in 2010. Truddy's another one I should have you on. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. been around the club forever and yeah, he doesn't understand how I could just give it to the boys so much. 
yeah, my own players in the halftime speech, he said that the fucks and cunts that were coming out of me it was just <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I don't remember at all, but um, yeah, yeah. talk to Truddy about that one. Yeah, I, I, I never used to get angry at your players. I only got angry if I, if they weren't doing their job and I knew they could. Yeah. So if I was if, like, if our pillar and post defence was just lazy, you know, I didn't, I didn't get angry at blokes for knocking it on. I didn't get angry at blokes for um, for running and then tripping over or th- accidentally trying to set something up and it didn't come off. I didn't get angry at that. I got angry at the the player that didn't move up in defence or the one that was just lazy getting back across the penalty. I used to, and I, I got I got angry at players that I could see taking a backward step from like we we're talking about aggression. So. Yeah. They had one player that was coming in. I'd get it half time. I go, someone cut that fucking cunt in half. You know, get in there, yeah. get it done. Don't fuck around. Get in and cut him in half. He's fucking making ground on us. And uh, you know that sort of talk. Yeah. Sure enough, as soon as he runs up, boom, 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 boom three or four blokes had hit. This keen. I'm like, where was that? You know, before. So it was only if they weren't doing what they were capable of that I got the shits. Yeah. Um, but you, you never, you never get get up a bloke for for trying. Drop the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, quick one, and this is this is a tricky one, um, and I, I struggle with this. But your top five players, who would be your uh, top, my top five? You would have had a few out of Burke, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, my favourite player of all time, Robbie Crichton. Robbie Crichton, uh, he is just a tremendous number eight for our club out there, and yeah, they call him Robbie Hard because he was just like granite. Yeah, he's just a and a great bloke to go with it. Yeah, like. And that's important, you know. Yeah, he's always a go-to man. Like if you, someone was going to run the ball, Crider, be straight onto it, you know. Yeah. Like he was really good. Um, number two. Robbie Hard. That's awesome. I could love to meet him. Yeah, he's a good fella. Yeah. Um, Kerry Lewis, he had a, a season with the Vikings, um, but he's a Burke boy. And yeah. he was my first ever first grade coach out at Burke. Right, yeah. And, yeah, Kerry, he was a 5'8", uh, come fullback, and then he just – Swelled up <laughs> to the size of Tunstead, and now he's a front rower. <laughs> to the size of Tony. Yeah, and he's still got silky skills, but might have got bitten by a few bees or something. Yeah, so, could. Yeah. Uh, number three, Tony was always and still is just yeah, just the man that you want to have yeah. on your team. You know, like always going forward. But yeah. if he was fit, he'd just be unstoppable. We'll just yeah. life gets in the way. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, Tony, the, he'd be up there. All the shit aside, the stuff we come up with tons in these, you know, it's all a bit of a laugh. And yeah, he's in fucking rare form on Saturday, which That's is it. awesome. But he's uh, a fucking good footy player, oh, and good he's, bloke to go with it. I love how he's got no self preservation. You see some of the pictures of him after grand finals, and he's he looks like yeah, I don't even know where to describe. It looks like he's got blood and bumps and shit everywhere. That's it. And yet he doesn't care. You know, he got the job, job done for the boys. Yeah, so I can see why he's on your list, mate. Yeah, uh, number four would be John O'Milgate. He's another Burke boy and played hooker. Um, yeah. He used to be a breakaway, then got older and just moved into the front row, so he could still on, keep on playing. Yeah, so he's nice. just a yeah a great bloke and just always on the ball, whether he was hooker or breakaway, and yeah, he's good. And um, last but not least would be Scotty Willoughby. Like he was another Burke boy and yeah. played five eight and. All the successful teams I've had out there, and yeah, it's just because you're they're, they're pretty successful, aren't they? Out there, aren't they? Yeah, it used to be, and yeah, the last oh, 10 years, I think it's been pretty lean, yeah, just the way that everyone's moved away from farming and stuff, yeah, because yeah. we used to have a heap of kids coming back from school, like boarding school, yeah, come and work on the farms and then keep playing footy, yeah, right, yeah, oh, very good. 
Uh, mate, these these two questions sort of marry in with each other. So the the biggest pest and best Viking on on bus trips. Um, who's the biggest pest at the club? Oh, Simon Dunn. <laughs> oh, I was, only, I, was, I was talking to someone about this on the weekend. And they said Dunny as well. Dad said he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Dunny! Now, funny, here's a story for you. When we first moved to Port Macquarie, <laughs> I met Dunny once. I might have been at a footy training, yeah. just moved in our new home. Oh, this is perfect, you know. Put yeah. the new mailbox in. And then it was only up probably two weeks, this mailbox. And I'd come home and the fucking thing's been knocked out of the ground. Going, oh, yeah, you told me this. Mel, what'd you do to the mailbox? No, oh, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. <laughs> the next time I saw Dunny, he just looked at me, winked and said, how's your mailbox? I thought, you fucking cunt. Really? Yeah. Well, I didn't even offer to fix it on that. No way. So oh. I, I've been sweating on it, waiting for him to get to his forever home. Yeah. Get a mailbox because I'm going to reverse <laughs> over it in the work truck. <laughs> oh, sorry, Danny. Oops. Yeah, just give a week. How's your mailbox? Yeah. Oh, mate. Can't wait. He's pretty good builder too, Danny. You yeah. have a pretty flash one. Lucky I don't hold a grudge. Oh, mate. Buddy, Danny. Yeah, he was one of the characters of Silly Sunday when I first met him. Yeah. I loved it. I remember just sitting next to him for about four hours in the sun, getting face sunburned. We are just... Solving the world's problems. Oh, you would have been. Yeah. Poor Kimmy. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a fucking champion, Daddy. He did yeah. our he did our deck in that out here. He did a cracking yeah. job. He's done some work at home with Kaiser and done yeah. a really good job. Yeah. But I still owe him a mailbox. <laughs> so I can't wait for the mailbox. He'll, he'll listen to this and he'll go, oh, fuck, I'm going to get the cheapest mailbox I can find. Nah. <laughs> I'll wait until it's a good one. I'm not going to waste my effort. Yeah. Um, just quickly, tell us something. You know, this is all about getting to know blokes. Is there anything, is there something that no one knows about you? Um, um, any hobbies or you play music or anything like that? No, mate, I'm pretty ordinary in that regard. But just, yeah, as we touched on early in the piece, I, I, I didn't play any footy growing up as a kid. It was just like stuff in the park with your mates. And, yeah, yeah. Um, at my first year of proper footy was when I moved to Dubbo and had 12 months there and played juniors from like rugby league Yeah, with Dubbo Sims there. Yeah, and right. then after that, moved back to Burke in... 98 and played a bit of reserve grade with the Rams. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I played all year and it was away games. I'd be into the team playing in the centres and then home games would come and they'd put blokes who weren't turning up at training yeah. back in the team. So yeah. we made the grand final that year and then I... Oh, hang on, we got Cooper. Close the door, mate. Yeah, we made the grand final that year and I was on the, on the bench and I never got a run. And boys got to win, and I thought, ah, oh, fuck this! I'm going over to Cobar to play league, and yeah, so, and yeah, had two years over there. Yeah, I met a couple of Cobar mates up at the Masters. For those out there, Gil, Gil and I've been up to the Rugby League Masters. Um, it's a bit of a bender up there. Oh, right? It's all about the footy, mate. Oh, of course it is. Oh, hardcore footy, you know. <laughs> so serious. I've got a few stories we can't share. Oh, <laughs> mate, I just lose so much money at the casino. <laughs> right, Gil, I've got um one of them. Real good questions I like to ask, and it's interesting with you, mate, because I, I, I think your backstory is fascinating, where you come from, what you've done, you know, you're fucking Vikings royalty to me, brother. Um, but just a question, um, like who or what inspires you in life? And this doesn't have to be rugby-related, mate. This could be you know, everyone's got that person or, or something that's that really drove them through the, the decisions they make in life. Yeah, well, mate, you don't even have to think about it. It's just my old man. Yeah, like 
he's such a genuine person and like, he's just given us boys like my brother and i just everything that we could ever ask for you know like on away trips so like, it's not like it's an hour away like out of Burke for footy you know three and a half hours to go to canamble and dad he'd just jump in his ute cruise across and yeah watch us all play footy and then just head home and the rest of us be just pissed on the bus mate coming home <laughs> uh, yeah dad didn't miss a game like so and just the things that he did for us as kids you know like always working just to help provide yeah. and put food on the table and yeah he's a tremendous human what, what did he do for what's he working for so he was a farmer so yeah. i had a farm um sold that when i was about six or seven and then he just went yeah, working for other farms, just doing general stock work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mum right. was a nurse and, yeah. You don't sort of realise, uh, you know, a bit of a serious note, but you realise when you get to our age, well, not quite your age, old man, but uh, <laughs> more, you just sort of realise what our, what our, our dads and that and mums as well, you know, shout out to the mums out there, but what they used to fucking do for us, you know. I, I, I had, I had two brothers, so the three of yeah. us all playing footy, all in different grades. None of us were even in the same age group and had double years or anything. All of us playing footy in different parts of So mum would be driving us once to Warrialda or Moree or same, and dad would be driving the other one to Guyra or Glen or somewhere like that. And yet they did it without any question. We never missed a game. There wasn't one time they said, sorry, son, you can't play. Yeah. And it sounds like and you're on the same. Definitely, mate. And like, it's not until you get a little bit old and you realise that things actually cost money. Yeah, and, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got to put fuel in the car to go and do these things. But... Yeah. And, um, mate, I, as a father, I've obviously had, had Tyler. Um, and, you know, your girls play netball and stuff like that. But it, it's pretty – it's worth it. Oh, 100%. I, I, I did the same thing with Tyler and, mate, I – best – you know, dad moments are watching him play and score yeah. a try and I'll be like, oh, geez, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to see the smile on their face that they're enjoying themselves, yeah. mate, that's reward enough. And that's sport, isn't it? Definitely. Like, yeah, for those that don't know, our, our girls, they play netball with um, with Gill's girls and, you know, they're all happy and they get in their car and you go get mac Maccas and frozen Cokes after the game yeah. and all that. And it's just all fun. And they'll, they'll grow up one day um, and be talking about their childhood and saying how, how good we're our dad. Our dads as Hopefully, well. Hopefully, mate. So, yeah, that's the goal, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, quick quiz. Don't think about it too much. Beer or spirits? Beer. Always beer or you... you... Uh, beer until, until I can't fit anything else back in, but yeah. then vodka, lime and soda. Vodka, yeah. yeah love the favourite. Um, home game or away game with bus trip? Well, home games are good, but yeah, I love a bus trip. You got any off the top of your head bus trip stories? Um. Well, out of Burke, because our bus Maybe trips... Maybe you can talk about anything here. That's yeah. all right. It's only boys. safe. Our bus trips were so long. Our our bus was an ex-airport shuttle bus, so it had the aluminium shelving in it. Oh, So right. I would chuck a barbecue in, eskies, and it was 20 bucks, all you can eat and drink. So I would pull up halfway home and have a barbecue. Yeah. But this one time coming back from Canamble, a couple of boys in Utes, they shot off like in front, and they cooked up a camp oven. So oh. it was like curry sausages in the camp oven. So oh. that was just all time. How good is that? Yeah. Yeah. So you turn up with a skin full, yep. get into that nice big Just food. on the side of the road in someone's driveway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the boys had the curried snags on. and Yeah. That's what I love about bush footy. Yeah. What about in um, those bus trips, though? There's every now and then, every few bus trips, there's some fucking random bottle that someone's found on their yeah. shelf from New Year's party two years ago or something of, Fucking some old Bailey's or something. Yeah. <laughs> you just get, and because you're, you're already blind, you just start sinking. Just it. get in it. Oh, Mickey yeah. Williams Port. 
Like, Woodsy was the king of spewing on the buses. Oh. Holy shit, he had some shockers. Ducky, he's like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, that's shit. what Bardsy I was saying. But Ducky's, Ducky comes back after it. He spews yep. and then he comes to life. Yeah. First one to walk in. As soon as he has that, that after spew durry, the pre, pre spew durry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shit, got carried away there. Um, hand up for a boat race or hide up the back? Yeah, I don't mind having the skull, but yeah. it's normally good to see the young fellas have a crack and yeah. spew on himself. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll it's good to mix up the boat races, isn't it? Definitely. Get the young fellas. Um, Adam or Hamish? Um, I'll go Hames. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, right? Eh? You sort it of, is. I've, I've asked everyone that one. Everyone goes, oh, fuck, because they're both so fucking good. Yeah, the only thing that like, adds, he's like way more intense than yeah. what Hamish is. Yeah. Like, but yeah, Hames is just loose as fuck. But and mate, I've, you. I've seen both of them just take a game by the hands. You know, yeah. I've seen I've seen a game where nothing's, it's, it's pretty structured, pretty, pretty kind of boring footy, and then Hamish just goes off, and all of a sudden it's all Vikings, all yeah. Vikings, and then it just doesn't stop. Yeah, Haynes has just developed as a player in the last yeah. five years. Just yeah, but then I've seen I've seen Adam do exactly the same thing, but in a completely different way. So yeah. take take control of the game, and it's just like holy fuck. Well, really some is. of the things that Adam can do, like there's no one else around this level of footy can do it. And yeah, all his passes are like, left and right; they're just tremendous. Yeah, I remember when I first moved over, like I'd heard about Adam a bit and and yeah. Hamish a bit. Um, yeah, through Caves and whatever. I was come over and I, as soon as I sort of played with him, I thought, right, these good these bastards. And then yeah. I had a beer with him. Thought yeah. they're, they're even, even better, better blokes. Yeah. <laughs> even better blokes than buddy footy yeah. players. That's what you want. Yeah. Um, ooh, interesting one. Never been asked for vaccine or no vaccine when it comes out. Oh, mate, everyone's got their opinion on this. Yeah, I don't care. Like, if it means that we can travel overseas again, yeah, I'll have it. Yeah, same. I'm the same. Um, right, a really important one, and um. Could decide our friendship, roosters or broncos. Oh, <laughs> yuck! Fuck the, the roosters. roosters every day. Oh, yuck! That's gross. <laughs> Fiddler or Joey? Ooh, I do like Freddie, but Joey, he's just all time. Yeah, you know they're all pretty good. Yeah, not as good as Wally, but they're close to it. Um, if you get, okay, <laughs> I just thought of this one um, before you walked in. Yeah, stuck it stuck in a room for twenty four hours with a heap of beers on ice. With Chili or Dunny, who do you choose? Fuck. Imagine <laughs> that. Oh, by the way, oh. fucking awesome. Uh, it would be, would be good conversations. Be good quality yarns. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Chill. Yeah, Chill. Fucking love Chill. Love you too, Dunny. Yeah. Chili, you give you a wrap. Yeah. And mate, just just lastly, how good is it owning Crystal Breeze? Being on Crystal Breeze. That is just the best ever. Like people yeah. ask me what it's like. And I said, it's better than footy. Yeah. It's just that was unbelievable. Special. For those, those out there that don't know, we've got a, a minute chair in this horse called Crystal Breeze that we all just did for a bit of fun. Um, and it's fucking winning races. We didn't expect to return at all. Yeah. And it's actually winning. Uh, I was yeah. just in it for the beers, but now just to go down to Randwick and see your horse run and it gets a win. Yeah. On a big race day, and, con- just- and kind of to activate Lardy Dar too, like in the you know wearing a suit, and yeah, you know, and then as soon as it wins, we're like fucking you, beauty, <laughs> you fucking big bastard, and just to see the joy on the girls' faces too, you know, because they're yeah. in amongst it, yeah, having a right. great time. So yeah, yeah it's good bunch of people to be in with. Yeah, no cracking, brother. That's it. That's all we got time for. Mate, just, just lastly, I've said it before, but your Vikings royalty, you know, your your story. Is very very similar to mine. Like there's so many similarities, and I've, I've you know since you've been here and, and you know our kids are good mates and that. I've 
I've known like you and Mel are two of the best people. You know, you're, you're good people. Um, footy wise, you you've got those traits as a captain, and I, I see that in you every time I talk to you, mate. And Thanks, mate. But yeah, it's good just to be around people the same values. Yeah, means a lot. Yeah, and mate, we've got plenty of time on the sidelines to sink beers and criticise this new bunch of blokes. So even the, the few old blokes that are still going. Yeah, I just need Howie to lose my number and I'll be right. Yeah, <laughs> amen <laughs> to that, brother. <laughs> All right, thanks for that, mate. Thanks, Deeks.